Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Up in the morning, I look over at my clock and realize I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on Draft Kings, betting money on the Queens, know the LA team, know where the sparks blast. And I'm on the trip gang, putting on for the scene, it's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Women in Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Marshall, and alongside me today is Zoe Weatherington from Utah University. Zoe, how are we doing? I'm good today. I just got out of practice, having have my last, you know, spike of adrenaline. So I'm good. How was practice? <laughs> it was good. We are our gym is actually being refinished right now. So we are practicing at Club B um, out in Farmington. But it was fun, you know. Being around my teammates is always fun. So So I gotta ask before I make myself seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. You're on the beach volleyball team too right technically yeah um not completely by choice but honestly I take it as like by as a take it with a grain of salt because it's fun good for cross training um I just I don't think I'll be doing it this year Mm because I'm not I'm not all that great you know my stats kind of show how we did last year or right before COVID and stuff not all that great but it was still fun for the people listening, wondering why I don't know this, the profile on Zoe on the Utah beach is it looks like they forgot to finish it. That's why I had to ask. It's yeah. got no picture, but it's got all your info. Yeah. Like, I yeah. have to, I got to ask. Um, I think our beach team is pretty like new. Um, mm-hmm. So at first when they started our beach program, it was like all indoor volleyball playing beach and like playing two teams. Um, like well playing two like all of us were dual sport and then as we kind of got along and like had you know a bunch of people come in and actually recruiting people for specifically beach it kind of shifted to where it was like half our team half the actual beach players and only like some of us were getting cross training but now we have enough people so that only like maybe two or three of the indoor players are going to play beach but I'm not 100% sure so they're making it like mandatory that you do both um not mandatory, more like voluntold kind of thing. Um, I didn't really want to play beach. And honestly, I'm glad I did. In 2019, though, it was right before COVID. So I only got to play in on one, one trip, I think. And we played at Cal and Stanford. And I was god-awful. But it was really great, and I got my cross-training, so... Is it because of the sand? Does the sand bother you? No, it's, Uh. I need a ceiling. I have (laughs) no, yes, no depth perception out there. So I'm a pretty good hitter, I like to think. But like, when it's like just up there, I'm like, uh, (laughs) I'm just going to guess. But whiff. Yeah, most of the time I've had the most miss miss hits I've ever had in one match, probably. That's interesting. I never would have thought of depth perception. Yeah, the sand, I'm fine with the sand because I'm a pretty long person. So I can, you know, stretch and reach and stuff. It's just, I cannot see. 
It's like hooping outside. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I don't know how they do it. I applaud uh shout out to all the beach players out there. You guys are doing some special things. <laughs> some superheroes. So you're from North Carolina. What made you go to the other side of the country? So I've always been a pretty independent kid. Like I'm an only child, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents are my best friends, but they raised me to be pretty like want to just adventure and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to play in the Pac-12, like really bad, um, like extremely bad. And I found, well, technically Utah found me, my club coach. I played at Carolina Rogue in South Carolina and my club coach, you know, got in contact with the coaches at Utah and then they came and recruited me and went on my visit and, you know, the rest was history. I just kind of liked it on the spot. I like that it was just a different, like, I, I'm a big fan of change. So I just like that it was a different um, environment. I just like new things. I like knowing about new things and mm-hmm. learning about new places, new people. So when I came out here, I was like, I've never been to Salt Lake City before. Never really knew anything about it. It's beautiful. It's, there's something to do, whether you're outdoorsy or not, I'm not. But there's something to do everywhere. And the team was ranked like 11th in the country. And then we finished ninth my freshman year. You know, I just wanted to play high level volleyball. So did the amount of Mormons add to why you wanted to go there? Uh, not really. I mean, they have their thing going here, but it's not like a lot of people would think you would think it's like very stereotypical and like, Oh, trust uh, me, I have, have a lot to... of questions about this. I'm very, <laughs> very curious. I am not the best person to ask, but like I, I, like I said, I really like learning about new culture and new things. And I have a bunch of teammates who are Mormon and they're all really good people, you know. They have very, some of them are, you know, pretty, some like more traditional than others, but mm-hmm. they really just, I learned a lot about the history of like the pioneers and stuff and I things I never really knew. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but like, they love they love what they have here so i respect that i just think it's cool how it's like 60 percent mormon in utah yeah really weird i just think it's interesting that the pioneers who like settled here like chose here you know what i mean exactly that's, i think that's, that's why very I think it's interesting. so intriguing like there is strictly like that's their place Hmm. yeah i i think it was always really cool um i mean I've been to the temple, like, to look at the lights during, like, Christmas and stuff, and it's beautiful. They have a lot of money. So, yeah. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. There's Mormon money kind of tied up in all this area, but the temple is, like, whether you're Mormon or not, like, it is really pretty. The cho- the tabernacle choir, mm-hmm. they're, oh, my gosh, so talented, I've like me and my whole family came out. They come out all the time, but for Christmas of 2019, I think they came out. We went to the temple. We went and sat and listened to the choir. We kind of just walked around like City Creek area, our downtown area, and it was just it's beautiful. So they don't cuss, Mormons do, and they have alternative cuss words. And I'm very curious if you heard any like weird ones. I actually have. Um, so one is like fuss, F-U-S-S, and then um, what was the other one? Fuss. Like, it, yeah, they have some, I don't know how much I really want to say on record, but like, 
have some interesting stuff like what the fuss and i'm like <laughs> why not i mean that's kind of cool i guess and then the yeah they have some some pretty yeah i mean i can't really think of any right now but yeah that's the main one that i thought that i found my freshman year and i was like i've never heard anyone say that before I just I saw a video one time of someone just walking around. I think it was BYU, and they're like, "Can you tell us your favorite cuss word?" And they're like, uh, "And they just I don't know what word it was, <laughs> but it was not a cuss word." And then they're like, <gasps> "I mean, yeah, BYU is a lot different than Utah yeah. too. Provo is a whole different like city than Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah." uh the environment is just a lot different and well, that's cuz the university of utah yeah, yeah the university of utah is not is not affiliated um it's not like a, a religious affiliated school yeah, yeah. so there are a lot of a lot more it's a lot more diverse here than mm-hmm. it is like culturally should i say than it is at provo but you know i didn't think it would be like BYU but i figured it'd be yeah you can still get your fill like you can still meet like people who are you know pretty mormon but very nice like very nice like when i first got here i'll be honest i really thought like (laughs) this is gonna be a little controversial but it felt like the movie get out like everybody was just I, i know i know everyone gets mad whatever but it was just it was so like like utopian it seemed like like people here were just like a little too nice and like a little too like that creeps me out you know like i don't know just like pleasantville like yeah and i was like what's what's going on here but what are you guys plotting no i just felt like it was so good that it was like ominous i was like hmm, something eerie is like because i'm just used to like you know the south where you get your good and you get your bag like straight up. Here it's like, hmm. But, <laughs> There's yeah. just something that you have. I have all the respect in the world for people that are genuinely nice, but you genuinely make me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I gotta keep. I gotta keep an eye on you. You you gotta it's have like, some sort I, of heartbeat. You gotta have some sort of heartbeat. Like I just notice, like some of the people I meet out here are just very like. They just have kind of like the like suburban like dream life where like some of them the people who are not like involved in like this school just like the local like normal people like they just have like very it's like they just are living life like from like like a movie bunch of Ned Flanders it's just like (laughs) you guys cannot be like just like I don't know I was just kind of, I think it came from a place of like jealousy, honestly. Like, I just want to, like, I want to have like a blissful like day of just like not having anything to do, but just, you know, shopping and chilling and hiking, laying in the grass at the park all day. But well, It's funny you say that because you're from the South and there's Southern hospitality and like people are nice. Yeah, that is one thing that is a little bit different. 100%. Like, the old, like you know like adults like grown folks like they they have that hospitality but southern hospitality is a lot different like I was talking about this with my teammates the other day about um like in college like the concept of like paying people back or like because I'm used to if you invite someone to come somewhere with you 
you're paying for them. Like you, you do oh. things for them. Like, you know what I mean? So when I came to college and everybody was like, okay, I need gas money. I need you to Venmo me $20 for blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> dude, like what the heck? But I mean, I don't know. I understand that everybody comes from different, like everybody's a product of their environment. But I was like, we're just going to end up Venmoing each other back the same $20. Like, yeah, it's not gonna, it's gonna even out, you know? So like, that was a very interesting thing to me. Also, what's the food like in Utah? Like, what, what is their dish? Um, hmm. Dessert. Oh my oh. gosh. Desserts. There are so many damn dessert places here. There are so many. Because I was told this, I don't know how accurate this is. Don't quote me, but, well, actually, quote me. I don't care. Down but <laughs> I heard that like Mormon people, because they uh, like people who are very like strictly Mormon don't drink alcohol or soda. like caffeine. Yeah, or caffeine. But that's more like the stricter people. But I know that um, they don't drink soda or like do caffeine or um, like uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends told me, who is Mormon, that like on Wednesdays, it was like, I don't know if this is maybe her family tradition or something, but she was like, on Wednesdays, we go to, like, dessert. We all just go to a dessert place and have, like, dessert. So I was like, huh, that's it's interesting. It's dessert and I'm day, like, my dudes. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, I can get down with that. I'm a chocolate fiend. Anyways, but, like, there's a dessert place on about every three blocks. Like, I could walk maybe five minutes and go get a giant thing of cookies or mm-hmm. some ice cream or... And I didn't used to, like, I've always been a, like, I've always had a sweet tooth, but coming here, I really, like, it got maybe 10 times worse. So. What's your go-to dessert meal, then? Anything with chocolate in it. I love chocolate so much. I'm there with you. And I crave chocolate after every meal. Doesn't matter what meal it is. Yeah, I just eat something. I'm like, hmm, I need something sweet now. I don't know. I might be full. I might be starving for more actual food, but I'm like, I need something sweet before I go to bed. But it's hard to limit yourself out here. That's for sure. Finishes a a seven egg omelet. Hmm, time Mm -hmm. for something sweet. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. Has pancakes. Hmm, a drumstick sounds pretty damn good right now. Yep. Taco, taco. Yes. Anything. Anything. Taco. People sleep on Choco Tacos. They don't hear. There's a whole place. There's a whole place dedicated to one of those. It's called Sweet Rolled Taco. And it's a waffle. They they make their waffle cones. And they put like the, you know, the ice cream that you make on like the nitrogen palette. Yes. yes. And then they roll it up and they put it in a taco, whipped cream. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Good thing I have the Southwest app because I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Sweet World, Sweet Roll Taco and Gateway. Y'all should sponsor me. Now I read that you're basically your whole family has dedicated their lives to sports and mostly volleyball. And I'm very curious because your mom and aunt, auntie, is it Kimo? Kimo? Uh Kimo. Kim uh, Odin. Yeah. I knew I was gonna mess that up. Oh no, it's fine. It's uh, Kim Kimberly Odin. Yeah, who mm-hmm. was on the Olympic team. Yes. 
She's my, so she's my, she's not blood related. She's my legal godmother. Yeah, I was about to say she's your godmother. <laughs> um, just your whole life was like surrounded by people that love volleyball. Was there any other sport that you were like, hmm, maybe I'll like this? Or was it just like always volleyball? No, uh, I, I, of course, volleyball has just been the one that I was like always mm-hmm. around, you know, when I was a baby, like my mom used to put me in the, you know, ball cart just to like chill during mm-hmm. practice or whatever. But I did soccer. I did track in like elementary school. I started playing football. Um, oh. I did basketball for a while. Um, you know, neighborhood tennis, whatever, but I start, my first team sport was soccer. Cause my parents didn't want me to have two left feet. So, mm. and then Shout out to my dad. He was my first real trainer. He was like, I don't care what she's going to be good at. She's going to be good at something. But he always, like, did – just when we were in the house chilling, like, he would just throw a ball at me. Yeah. Make me catch a ball. Make me kick a ball. Make me balance on something. Or when I was, like, really little, he would, like, hold me in his hands, like, make me, like, balance and, like, all that stuff. So he was like, I don't care what she's good at, but she's not going to be unathletic, that's for sure. Or uncoordinated, should yeah. I say. But – I was thinking, I, I remember back in middle school, you know, when you transition, if you're like a real like sports person, you know that once you get to high school, that's when you think about yeah. where you're going to, like what sports you're going to do and then go on to college to do. And for a while I thought it was going to be basketball. Like I thought like once I started playing basketball in elementary school, I got like really good. Cause I was always, you know, the tallest, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, basketball might be my thing like I might stop doing volleyball you know I just my mom was you know secretly crying but she was like whatever she needs to do what she loves and what is she whatever she's passionate about no oh god she was she really wanted she wants everyone to play every like little black girl to play volleyball though which is needed but yeah she uh and then I did that was basketball for a little bit. And then I started doing track and I started doing um, discus and I started doing shot put a little bit of long jump, but throwing became my thing because throwing so fun. I threw in high school. Yeah. I loved it. Like if we could have done like javelin and hammer in high school, which I know is illegal, but yeah. if we could have done it. There's a strong chance I'd be doing track instead of volleyball right now. But um, I was, I used to kill the game. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to lie to you. I used to. Blows mm. nails. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I love, I really did love throwing. I mean, that's one of the reasons my shoulders are so strong. I started throwing when I was like, you know, 14, 13. And I'm forever thankful of my, um, what's it called? Middle school track coach, Coach Jones from Chesapeake, Virginia and Coach White. They like are the reason I feel like they're the main reason other than my mom and, you know, family that they're the reason that I'm like a good athlete and have good like mentality and stuff. Cause volleyball coaches, you don't really get like the tough. I feel like because the volleyball is a very, I don't know. I don't know how to word this. I don't want someone to come after me, but I feel like sometimes you don't get coaches who are very like, you know, hard as nails. And it's more so like, you know, like, you know, like yelling, but like, not like discipline, discipline. Like when I started doing, 
Just a little bit, but like in a good way. Yeah. I think we're a little bit more technical than a lot of sports though. Mm-hmm. And we are very strategic rather than like discipline, which I like. But when I did basketball and track, they were both my basketball and track coaches in middle school. And I think that is when I was like, uh, like learned how to be a very disciplined, like we're hardworking athlete. And that was when I thought that basketball or track was going to be my thing going into high school. And like, because I just had like a crappy volleyball coach back in Virginia. That'll do it. Hope he doesn't hear this, but you know, whatever. And I've never really had a amazing experience with club volleyball. Yeah. Just cause I feel like in the South it's in everywhere. It's just very like politicky and drama which sucked and I was always you know the little chocolate chip on the court so that had its own problems but it was just rough so I was like track and basketball are like the dream for it right now I'm mm-hmm. loving it we're winning and I have good coaches and but then I like toughened up and I was like wait a minute I like volleyball I think volleyball is the one that I was always like in love with you know and that was never gonna like leave like my muscle memory and like my brain. So. So did you face any like discrimination playing volleyball? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to say names because I'm bigger than that, but in club volleyball, I had a lot of just crappy experiences. Is it coaches or parents? Both. I was going to say both. Yeah. Oh, man, I could say names right now, but that would be so childish. I just think, like, being in the South, it was going to happen anyways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got – my mom kind of prepared me for it, though, because, I mean, it sucks, but it's something every black girl is going to have to go through. Like, volleyball is a very white-dominated yeah. sport. Like, that's just how it is. And being, like, being good and being black, they're just – that as we've seen that's going to come with repercussions that like are undeserved obviously and it sucks like mm-hmm. like it sucks to say it but there are so many times where I just wanted to like quit my team and just play a different sport because I was like if I go play basketball I'll have some black teammates and I'll have some parents that are a little more level-headed maybe and coaches who have some respect for me and yeah. my family but you know I like I think it was really just being in club volleyball. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of people who can relate to that. It sucks, but it's just something you end up having to go through and they're like, those hardships are going to strengthen you in the end. But my thing is like, why not everybody has to go through this, you know, just it sucked, but it's not something that's going to stop though. Yeah. Which is really sad to say, but it's something you have to learn to accept as a black woman in our world anyways now has this any of this happened while at utah because i was curious because like we see russell westbrook always having some issue while he's in salt lake and i was like i gotta ask this somehow did she ever do you ever face anything in salt lake yeah uh yeah i my biggest thing here is that I just struggle to find a safe space, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Utah is like 2 3% black. Um, 
Yeah, it's yeah. Someone fact check me on that, but there's not many of us out here. Um, and I've just it's just white. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's very apparent. Like that's one thing that I knew I was gonna have to deal with. Like coming here though, because mm-hmm. I did my research. Of course, I'm not a person to not to just go into a situation blindly. This I looks fun. don't. <laughs> I don't do that. So I did my research and, you know, everybody was like, you know, all the people from the South, like all the ignorant people, the Mormons are going to try and convert you. And da, da, da. I was like, guys, please. Like every other religion think... isn't doing that. I know. I was like, we have Jehovah Witnesses at our door every other week. <laughs> Come on. So I was like, cause I just don't enjoy like categorizing people and yeah. being categorized. So I was like, don't do like, that's, rude you like you need that. to learn about exactly you need to learn about people before you try and put them in a box and that goes for everyone but yeah I just knew it was going to be something I came out here like when I came out here I was gonna have to deal with like there's been many instances of many different things and one thing I did do is a uh, shout out to Utah group we have a social justice group within the athletic program here and it's called the Utah group which is youths uh, I mean sorry united together against hate and I'm like a intern for them and I do and I'm like a club exec and we do a lot of different things we had a June Juneteenth barbecue we had uh unity mart or unity walk they wouldn't let us call it a march you know Why? censorship and all that crap I don't know just Cause that's how that's how it is, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, they won't let us put like Black Lives Matter on our posters, and because I mean, it's an institution. You're the institution that's funded by rich white folks. Like they're going to, you have to appease them. And I'm not a person who's going to, and I don't feel the need to or the responsibility to. But when my the you know my bosses are like you can't do that sorry i'm like okay because if then we do it like it's not like somewhere where it's like if you rebel like you get you can get applauded for it by people who support you but then you're just one step behind and then you like get the whole thing canceled so they're like yeah you got to take the black lives matter off here you got to take the you got to take the fists off. You got to take that kind of stuff off. Cause I like the fist know. logo. It's spray painted throughout Chicago with random spots on the sidewalk. I'm like, I like that. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting you're in Chicago. I was just there in May. Oh, we could have been best friends. I know we miss our chance. Wait, so you say you have to call it a walk now? Well, we had to, yeah. When we were publicizing it and stuff, we had to call it a walk instead of a march so that they didn't think that we were trying to retaliate, but that was literally the whole point. Just an idea. Doesn't stroll sound better than walk? Stroll? It doesn't sound as aggressive. <laughs> That's I was, was going to say that. Like it's, it's very like calm and, mm-hmm. and um, what's the word for it? welcoming. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm just not one to like, I just like to shake the table, stir the pot a little bit. And I was just like aggravated, but we have great people that work with us. You know, Kendall Pond is one of the advisors, Ashley Lear, they're advisors for, um, they work in administration for that, and they've always, like, been at our sides, but it really just sucks to be, like, limited by 
Because then when you ask, they're like, oh, president, the campus president, president, uh, whoever at the time was like, you can't do that. It comes from the president's office. You can't do that. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's tough. But I like having these conversations. So thank you for sharing that. I know it's tough. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to like make sure I don't get a little, you know, like I'm very excitable sometimes. Yeah. So, but I'm trying to keep it diplomatic. Now, your mom, Karen, mm-hmm. lovely mother, Karen. Yeah. How, how is she doing now that her name's now a meme? Oh my God. <laughs> At first, she was like, I'll just embrace it. And then she was <laughs> no, like, wait. No, no, you. And she was like, no. Miss Karen, like, Miss Karen, if you're listening, for the love of God, no. 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 Oh yeah, she'll definitely hear that. But <laughs> she's like, I know I hate it at first. And I was like, dang, why did I have to choose that name? Like, come on. What's the? She's the opposite name? too. She's the opposite. I would imagine. She's never the type to yell at some minimum wage worker for no reason, <laughs> ever. Like my mom, my mom doesn't even send food back. Like even if it's like God off. So she's she's a like, millennial. She's a millennial. No, she. I thought she was a boomer, but no, no, no. I'm saying like that. That's like our. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah our yeah. thing. That's like, you guys. Is. I think I'm Gen Z. So you, yeah, you are. Yeah. Millennials will get their food and like, this is all wrong. How's it with food? Oh, it's perfect. It's everything I wanted. She'll never like. Also, she just doesn't like, especially eat, like out to eat. Like especially if she's wearing like the school's logo and like anything like that she's like i'm not putting my program on the line because my alfredo wasn't good you know what i mean she always keeps she always keeps it professional the Olive Garden. <laughs> oh yeah even like if it's like bad because one time she'll always tell me that like when they go on team like she coaches at unc charlotte they'll go on team trips and stuff and they'll be sitting at the table and like they'll be like you know serving everybody and sometimes she like one time she didn't even get her food and like they'll just be like completely rude to her and then because they think she's like an athlete trainer or like not the head coach you know and they just are like you know then they come back and then she like won't get her food or get her food like dead last and they'll be like who's paying and she'll be like me and they're like oh uh sorry and it's like and and she she gives like a big tip uh, i don't know about that (laughs) she she probably used to but like it's so like it's so continuous now, like, but she always keeps it, like, diplomatic and civil, which I applaud her for, because I, oh, sometimes I get close to throwing a fit. When I saw her name was Karen, I went, I <laughs> gotta find out how she feels about things. I'm gonna embrace it is probably the worst thing she could do. <laughs> I know. she's the opposite of a Karen. She definitely is not like that. Thank the Lord calling the police during a barbecue the nerve <laughs> oh god yeah don't even let me get into that this is something i saw on twitter the other day i'm gonna dm it to you this is gonna be terrible radio but i'm gonna do oh wait uh, oh, whoops wrong link hold on it's all right um it's a serve that i saw during the olympics i don't know what country was it team usa i don't know but this man's serve was something I've never seen before. And as a novice volleyball fan, I want to know how the hell he did that. I think I just sent it to you. 
okay, so I think facing, I just got he's it. He's facing where the crowd would be, and then he served it and like oh hit wait, it to the, what the hell is this? yeah. How do you do that? And I don't even know how to explain that well, to people at home. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't do that, but. I've seen people do variations of that. So for beach volleyball, you know how I was talking about the depth perception thing? Like I threw it to the moon. Yes. That like is what you do to try and like throw people off. Because mm-hmm. when it's that high, it's like baseball. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, like you lose it in the sky. And like, it's like just that much of a possibility of like the opponent just losing it to get like a point. But obviously it didn't work for him. But I don't, I I remember they used to call that like, the Chinese serve like the, like the going like this and stuff. Just so I've it's terrible radio. But. <laughs> so basically, with people listening, he yeah. faced the stands and then served it by hitting the ball to the opposite direction of the net, and it went about fifty feet in the air. And yeah, yeah. There's strategy, I guess. You know, there's always a method to the madness, but I would never. I don't know where that ball would go. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of the net, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, no, I would lose it in the light. I'd quit. I'd quit. <laughs> just walk off the court. I would. Are you sending that thing to the stratosphere and I got to <laughs> serve it back? No. You just, you just got to wait. I'll just, just catch wait. it and walk off. You <laughs> nah, man. Wait, are you are you an athlete? Did you play sports? I played club division one baseball. Nice. Hey man, that's a sport. That's competitive. So all my friends at DePaul are mostly athletes. So then they'll like meet someone of those and I'll be like with them with other athletes. They'll be like, Yeah. What what sport do you play? I'm like baseball. Club baseball. Because there's no hey, baseball. Just say team baseball. At, there, no, there's no baseball team at DePaul. Still baseball. So are you a football player? I'm, no. Shoot, there's no, there's no shame in a little embellishment. Are my biceps that nice? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Own it. I read that you want to travel the world, and I yes. want to know where are you starting. Where, where's the first place you're going? Very much. I would like to go to Japan. I would like to go to Okinawa. Um, my cousins were actually born there, or one of them. Uh, I just. Honestly, I just want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I've been to Morocco. I went there my senior year of high school. And I've been to Cuba. And I went there my sophomore year of high school. And Jamaica. But I want to go, like, just everywhere. I Like I said, I just like the adventure. And I like learning about new things. I'm a big uh, humanities person. So I'd like to... I just want to like know like what's out there, you know. I'm not a huge America kind of person, so I'm just like, let's go, let's go see what else is out there. I gotta know. This can't be it, right? So I'm weird with travel. Like I would love to travel the world, but here's the thing: I can't mm-hmm. sit on a plane. That oh long. no, really? I've never done it, and I don't want to do it. Like I have no drive to sit on a plane for longer than three hours because I feel like I'll lose oh. my mind. Oh, well, I mean, I can't say that at all. I'm fine with planes. When we, my longest flight was from, uh, were we at JFK or Atlanta? I can't remember exactly where we were, but from the U.S. to France, because we stopped in 
France to go to Morocco. We had like our connecting flight there. And I think it was like 15 hours. I, I, that could be wrong, but it was, it was double digits for sure. Um, flying across the Atlantic. I, I loved it. I just was so excited and going up high and you look out the like side of the plane and you can see like the curvature of the earth and like watching the sunset and like, uh-huh. or not even watch it, like watching the sun stay in the same place. Cause you're trying to like travel with it. Yeah. Uh, it was so cool. I, and I just can't get that feeling of like, I just sit in the chair and I'm like, me, I'm just excited the whole time. I'm just like, Oh, flight home would be worse because you're going there, you're all excited, and then it's like, oh, I have to take a 20-hour flight home now. I, it doesn't bother me. I just have the most, like, intense wanderlust ever. Like, I don't even care where we're going. Just getting on a flight to go to, like, play, I just feel like, ooh, we're going somewhere, you know? I mean, I may be just weird like that, but I doesn't bother me a bit. Well, it won't bother you when you want to go play overseas, then. Nah. I'm good. I'm all, I'm, that's what I'm really excited for. I'm looking forward to possibly doing that. Now, if you do go overseas and play, when you come back, we have to do another interview because my favorite thing to hear is culture shock and the crazy things that happen over wherever you play. Yeah. My mom played in Finland and she said it was like cool, but different. But she's played, you know, everywhere. I, doing the damn thing. Yeah. And I don't know if you know her. Do you know my teammate, Bree Dorman? No. No, she was our libero for my freshman year. So 2019, she was a senior. She just played in Finland. And she said it was great, but she's like, there's no sunlight. <laughs> there's like sun, there's so, there's such limited sunlight. She was like, cause she's one of those girls who's like obsessed with just being outside and being yeah. in the sun. And she loves sunrises and sunsets. And she was like, it's such, you get like, I think it was like mm, six hours of sunlight or something and or like five maybe she hated what it time but she what got time? the sun would set at like 3 p.m and it would when would it rise rise at like eight yeah it was it was something That's crazy weird. like that mm-hmm. and then i'm like that i love i'm a night owl so i'm like that'd be perfect for me because so the sun, sun here it doesn't the sun doesn't set here until like nine thirty, so that absolutely sucks. So I've had Jenna Gray on, and mm-hmm. she's oh, she's so cool. She's got so many interesting stories, and she says that everyone stares in Germany. She said people just stare at you, and that's like, well, can you? Tell I've heard that? in Europe, in Europe, they all know you're American. She's like, can you tell that I'm American or just... Do I I've heard that from many people that like you could always tell when someone's American. I and mean, I that's like, like, we can tell when someone's foreign. They're wearing jewelry. Can you though? <clears throat> I can spot a foreigner a mile away. Okay. You got All some, right. you got a Puma shirt on with jorts? Probably foreign. Mm, people probably are weird here certain. though. <laughs> you never know. That is true. Are, are they a crackhead or are they foreign? Oh gosh, not the crackhead. Hey, hey I think I mean just regular people because I've met some weird people here in Salt Lake too, and you might ID them as not from here, but they're from they born and raised here in Salt Lake. So I don't know. I just know that my friend, my friends went to some of my friends from high school went on a trip to paris or like a europe trip for you know graduation or whatever 
And they were like, yeah, we, like, people just knew we were American, regardless of what we wore. It kind of sucks. I know. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try and assimilate pretty quickly. I don't want to be ID'd as American. I'm from Canada. (laughs) Actually, I'm from Ecuador, so get it straight. (laughs) Didn't mean to assume that you were from Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't want to be ID'd as American. I don't. Because it's, it's wasn't always, my choice. It's always negative. Yeah, oh, I mean, that wasn't my choice. I didn't choose to be American. It's like, oh, there's that loud mouth, rude. Yeah, gun toting, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, 70 Sam looking at <laughs> Yeah. I don't want that. You don't even know me yet. Oh, God. Yeah, but I think it's good to go travel but i just i have no desire to travel really i cannot imagine that this summer alone i've taken like i think like three trips i just want to go to california just once have you never been there no and all my friends are from california and like everybody i interview for this podcast somehow is from california it's really weird huh i mean yeah, I've been there many times. <laughs> so is In-N-Out overrated? Uh, I'm not a burger person, but I i mean, I'll eat there. I like their fries. Everybody hates their fries, but I like them. I like because they're, they're not like, you know, like the flash frozen ones that taste like Shake Shack or anything like that. It's like you can see it when you go to the back. They like cut their own potatoes and they cut the potatoes and put it like right. It goes right in the fryer. There's they no can- like... It gives me like Wendy's-esque fries. Yeah. It just, I I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a big foodie. Like I love to cook and stuff. I just know that like when they do it, usually when people make fries, you cut the potato, however, and you either soak it in water or boil it first Mm -hmm. to get that like potato, like starchy and like weird whatever out. Like you get that weird like texture out, but in and out has it but to me i like it because it just reminds me that it's like fresh yeah but that's what they do in chicago like they're just anywhere that's like the i don't even know how to describe you know the fry when you see it the five guys looking fries yeah yeah Yeah. which are my mom's favorite okay mom who's listening (laughs) (laughs) mine too hey mom hey girlfriend Yeah, I I like them, but I mean, I'm not a I don't like American food that much. Like like burgers, fries, hot dogs, mashed potatoes don't type say, stuff. Don't say you hate chicken tenders cuz I'll end this right now. Oh no. That doesn't count. <laughs> yes, that doesn't it count. does. No. No, it doesn't. So is I so Chick-fil-A is it overrated? Yes. Yeah. Now we're best friends. Chick-fil-A is homophobic. I said it. Can't take it back. They know they're homophobic. They I own like, it. I like I like when um, gay guys on TikTok will go to Chick-fil-A and they're like, let's go. Let me try this out. And then they go eat it. They're like, God, damn it. I just go to Popeye's. Pop Canes. Do you guys have Canes? Oh, yeah. They just built a Canes out in South Jordan. It's kind of far. It's like half an hour away. But I went there once. And I love Canes. Good. 
You gotta you gotta get the chicken extra crispy. It's just so much better that way. Oh yeah. Have you ever had Zaxby's? Overrated. I thought um, it was I thought it was kind of I got it when I was in So Canada. I guess this interview is over. <laughs> I thought See it was you guys dry. later. I thought it was dry. Where'd you get it? Kentucky. Uh, yeah. I maybe. got like their, I got their chicken tenders and I was like, this is kind of dry. Well, I've only really had Zaxby's in states that it came from because Zaxby's originated in Georgia, where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And I had it when it like first opened. So I mean they have gone downhill downhill a little bit, but I don't know. The sauce tastes exactly like cane sauce. They they all taste the same. There's it's mm-hmm. it's so easy to make. It's like uh mayonnaise, ketchup, ketchup, Worcestershire. Onion ranch. Powder. You say ranch? It's not ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in there. Just a little bit. Oh, and then I think Canes has some relish or pickle juice in there. And I think it's like pickle a, juice. Yeah, pickle juice. And then it's like a lot of pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had Bojangles? I was about to bring up Bojangles. I feel like Bojangles is unreal. It's so good. I mean... In some states, though, it tastes absolutely nasty if they prepare the stuff wrong. But Bojangles, right in Charlotte, get a little, you know, four-piece supreme. Ah, I love Bojangles. And the biscuits aren't, like, dry and, like, make you choke. Like, it's it's good. Did you try Harold's when you came to Chicago? Harold's? No. Okay, when I I, I didn't eat Chicago style food when I went to Chicago. That's fine. It's very overrated. I went to, I went to Italy, which is a chain. And then I went to, we had mostly Asian food. Cause that's my favorite kind of food. Did you know you went to Chinatown? Uh, no, we went like, we went everywhere else. We went, we just kind of like scattered. We just took yeah. the L wherever and like, Oh, you got, got, the, you got the smell pee all day. I didn't get any bun, um, any bad smelling trains. None. It might have. They might have cleaned it that day, which they never. I did. remember when we landed. When me and my friend landed, we went to the you know the little station, the little stop in the airport, mm-hmm. and um, we were in we were at O'Hare, and it you was a the brand blue, new you the blue line. Yeah, and it was a brand new train. Oh, those we are awesome. so lucky. We got so lucky. <laughs> Those are so, so state of the art. Mm-hmm. I got to ride it a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't deserve to be on this. And they're like, everybody get on it. And I was like, yes. Because the other one on the other side was like gross and like everything was like falling apart. And I was that's like, that's the one that smells like pee. <laughs> it didn't smell, thank the Lord. But some lady tried to accuse me of like stealing her bag and something. I was like, girl. And I mean, I wasn't trying to flex anything. I was like, why would I try to steal your bag while I'm carrying my like, LV purse right now Ooh. I don't get Ooh, I don't know but she like stared me down she like turned around she was like did you just try and steal my bag she's like you know a foot and a half shorter than me I was like girl no I'm just trying to get like she's to asserting the train. her dominance she's, she's in the wild why I don't care about you I'm a big advocate of minding my own business so I was just I was fine things people can't do mind their business so uh, last it. week, I saw a man smoke crack next to me before I got on the train. Mind my business. Did he offer me some? No. Was I mad? Yes. <laughs> I wanted Can't to see relate. Some, I wanted to see some things on the train that I've never seen before. Oh, gosh. No. One time I thought a dude was dead. Yeah. Never, I never found out. 
I've definitely, I just, I went to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I thought I saw a couple of dead people. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to just keep that, charge that one to the game, maybe. They were just sleeping like, really hard. It's okay. I think so. But it was scary because I was by the, by the Golden Nugget and we were driving past. And it's like one of the, you know, main casinos there. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, a fire there's like a look like a trash can on fire or something and the fire truck was there and the firemen were there you know spraying on the trash can this guy's like laying on the ground he looks like he's obviously you know homeless and like is laying on the ground with his stuff and he looks like dead and i was like you guys gonna just like be good people help him out maybe he's homeless but he's still a person i got so scared but i was in my car and i was like i can't do anything about it I was stressed. I would have been thinking about it all night. Mm-hmm. I was. You can see I'm talking about it today. I was so stressed. She's still thinking about it. Has, day hasn't gone by. No, I'm not. I'm a humanitarian, man. I felt so bad. I was like, this guy is probably struggling, but, you know, Las Vegas isn't the place. You're supposed to be real selfish when you go there. So. Really? Yeah, it's all about you when you go to Vegas. It's not about the people around you. It's Every not about day's your birthday. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's there trying to be show everybody that they're them and they're not worried about anyone else except for winning and losing money and drinking, I guess. Interesting. Now the best part about riding the CTA in Chicago is um when people come around and sell stuff. Like, do you want chocolate? Do you want a stolen belt that still has that clip on it that they have to take off when you buy it? Oh my God, no. Do you want a fake purse? And the best one I've ever got asked is if I wanted some toothpaste. Did you get it? I was not even about to ask how much you wanted to sell it for. But he asked me if I wanted toothpaste. Oh, hey, fresh breath. But the most expensive thing was a guy tried to sell me Apple AirPods. From where? His backpack. (laughs) I mean, hey, you could have gotten a deal, maybe. Could have been on some pros for 150. Headphones in my ears. Oh, you had headphones in your ears? Yeah. Uh, He's like, he's like, like, you want it? Entrepreneurial skills are very important in today's capitalistic era. So I applaud that guy for trying to. Free entertainment. Free entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't bother me. Just don't bother me. Yeah, I was just trying to get from place to place, but we actually, one big thing, when we were on the train, well, we were headed to the train, and I don't know if you know the rapper Lil Boosie. Yeah. He, is that his name? Not Boosie, sorry. Uh, Reese, Lil Reese. Lil Reese? Thought he was From dead. Chicago. Thought he was dead. No, no, he got shot again while we were there. We were walking to the train. I thought he was dead. There was dead. a bunch of people, like, gathered. No. Lil Reese is not dead. He's uh, been uh, shot many a time. Lil Reese is terrifying. He is. And he just like, re, he just like, I don't know, reincarnates into another himself. I feel like he just has like nine, like actually nine lives. But he got shot. We were there. He got shot. Like we were walking to the train and the red line that we were trying to get to, he got shot outside of it and they were like yeah wait a minute like we're closing down this stop for a little bit for like 15 minutes and i was like why he's like you see that like that ambulance over there and i looked around and i saw his feet like go in they're putting him in the ambulance i was like 
who is that? And he was like, uh, do you know who Lil Reese is? I was like, uh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, he just got shot. And I was like, oh, he's going to be okay? And my friends were like, oh, because they don't like listen to rap like that. And they were like, oh, like, damn. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. But I was like, I should have known he was going to live anyways. Because he's been shot like, what, five times? I was thinking so, of Fredo. That's scary. Yeah. I think he's he, the one he, that's dead. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah. Lil I know who you're talking about, though. Lil Reese got shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I was, like, flipping out. I was like, guys. Like, we got to do it's something Lil about Reese. this. I was so concerned. I don't know. He needs to, like, leave Chicago and go somewhere where everybody's not after him. Live where Keith is. <laughs> yeah, he's Keith, in L.A. Keith can't come back to Chicago, Illinois. Mm-mm. He's got warrants. Yeah. I actually knew that. I he, try only and keep does, up. He, he only does shows in Iowa. Oh. Because he can't come to Illinois, so he'll do shows in, like, Iowa. Nowhere? Yeah. Okay. And people still go? Yeah. Oh. Well, hey. I don't think I want to go because it's Chief Keith, and it's kind of close to Illinois. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I almost went to a Chief Keith show once, but my parents were like, nah. You're good. And I was like... I don't think you need to go. <laughs> it was in Charlotte. I've been to plenty of concerts in Charlotte, but I was kind of sad that I missed it. But it's okay. It's not With all the deal. 100 people on stage compared to the 100 people down below. Like, how are you, supposed to, find how are you supposed to find them? I know. <laughs> I heard it was fun, but I was definitely in, like, 10th grade. So maybe, maybe not the best idea. It's probably the end of the world then. Because you couldn't mm-hmm. go, yeah. Oh, I was so mad. Same thing with the Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa concert that my parents wouldn't let me go to. They were like, you're not going to go to a concert and get a secondhand high at age 15 or 16 or whatever. And I was like, why not? Wiz Khalifa always came to Chicago, like, every every year. I'm like, I was like, is he never not going to come? Like, he hasn't dropped an album. Why is he coming to <laughs> I Chicago? Know. And all my friends went, I was like, oh, so mad. But, I mean, there's always going to be another concert anyways. Saw Fetty Wap. Never seen him in concert. Th- that was the, the year that he was, like, big. Like oh, so, like, 2000, like, 15. 14, 13. 15, when he had the chokehold on everything he put, everyone's. Oh, yeah, bones. yeah. He opened for Chris Brown and. It was more electrifying than Chris Brown, so I left when Chris came out. And then I missed hey, French why Montana. Why not? Huh. I've seen French Montana perform before. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Most of the artists, I've, like, I've seen Trippy Red perform, and he was just doing, like, suicides across the stage and just, like, come on, like, just... He wasn't even singing his own song. He was, like, running back and mm-hmm. forth and, like, yelling. I was like, dude... But I heard he's gotten better now. This was like high, like probably like three, four years ago. But but Utah's finest, Post Malone. I've seen Post. <laughs> yes, he lives about twenty three minutes from me. You know the house. Yes. You know the house. Yes. What? I know. There's so many people. So many people here. Are like, yeah, like I've I've tried to go. Like, but you, you know, he has like the gates and stuff, and like and guns. Body. He's he's a big gun guy. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't like it's his bodyguard standing out there, too. There's like giant gates, and like you can't get in anyways, but everybody knows where it is. 
So what are your thoughts on Utah's most famous alumni? Oh, God. Um, no comment. Not joking. Uh, terrifying. You're talking about Ted Bundy, right? Yes, God. I'm okay. so glad you're on the same page as me. Just making sure. Just making yes. sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, terrifying. Do people talk about him? Yeah. They're always like, oh, Ted Bundy's cave. I know exactly where it is. I'm like, why do we have to ruin the day with talk of that devil man? Can we not? But people always talk about it. They're like, you know he went here, right? And I'm like, yes. The I first thing I heard. <laughs> I everybody knows that. Oh, God. I just feel like it's too close for comfort sometimes. So I like, can't even watch. Because I don't want to see, like, landscape of Utah in the background. If that makes sense. Like, I don't want to watch the, the like, documentaries yeah. and see... Like, where I don't want to know. It's like so. me when I watch uh, Batman and there's Chicago in the background, but it's the complete <laughs> opposite. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I, went on the, like, I went on the architecture tour, and mm. they were like, they shot that here, and that was the building in, I think, The Dark Knight? Or no. Yeah, the d- Dark Knight. Wherever, where he robs, the, when, what's his face, robs the bank. They use, like, the, oh, the post Joker. office. Yeah, when he... I think it's when he robs a bank and it's like the, the post beginning. office. The beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's so cool. So shout out to my tour guide. I think his name was like Matt or something. That's like the nice. perfect tour guide name. Hi, guys. That was a good, he was good. Theory. He was good, too. It was fun. We just went down the river, saw the, what's it called? The, like, bridge that's, like, up. That's, like, not no longer in use. It used oh, to be the there. Oh, just stays up. Yeah, that's like just for, you know, monumental kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was cool. I was very like, I'm not all that interested in architecture, but Matt made me interested in architecture. So, yeah, I really did like it. I'd like to go back to Chicago again for like a week so I could like really do stuff. We were only there for like four days. And you probably did like mostly the tourist stuff, like you saw the bean Probably. Yes, but we went before you could actually go up to it. It's Zoe. It's just a dirty mirror. It's I know, but it's, it's just the a dirty, dirty mirror. mirror. You were probably playing Chicago Freestyle by Drake when you saw it. And you're like, oh my god, I wish it was, I was too not. dirty. I was not. She's lying. She I had promise. on repeat. She had on repeat. I did not. <laughs> She's like, oh my I god, promise. I have to play this song. I was just mad that we could, and it was like raining, so it was just crappy, but it was fun. Living in Chicago, I'll go back. rain is the worst. <laughs> Yeah, it was, like, gross. And there were so many people out there. And they are just, like, standing behind the gates, just, like, looking. But it made for a pretty good picture, I guess. Because there wasn't a bunch of people, like, with their hands and, like, licking it and stuff, which I didn't know was a thing. That's why I think it's so gross. And then, like, when yeah. the pandemic came, like, are they going to clean the bean? Yeah, I wasn't going to touch it. I was just going to snap a little mirror selfie and go as on my way. As one would, as one should. <laughs> But, oh, yeah. I think it's so overrated. But like, I mean, you have to go. You have to go see it. But I just think it's like, why is that your, the first thing on your list? I mean, because they hype it up so much. I wanted to go to that place with the glass bottom. You mean What's the, the, it's the like, tower? The, the, I think so. The Sears Tower, like uh, Skybox? Yeah, I wanted to go there. But you had to make reservations like a month out. Uh, I've never been up there. Yeah. Like the first day we were there, it was, I just thought like, I was so excited to be there. 
Mm-hmm. And then we just had like the crappiest experience at this like dim sum restaurant on like the Mag Mile. And I was so mad. They were so rude to us. And I was like, I just want to leave. <laughs> but I live right know. over by there. By the Mag Mile? Yeah, I live I live right by the beaches. Oh, nice. Okay. Some we stayed like, like we stayed um you know where the Trader Joe's is? Come, come on, it's the city. There's like 15. The, the one, Trader the Joe's one, on the Mag Mile? The one over by I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we stayed in the hotel that's like above that with the Marriott. It's like a loft. The hot hotel? Hold on. No, no. Hold it on, was just on. like a Marriott. I only say hot hotel is because the letters of the sign are like burnt out and it literally just oh. says hot hotel. Mm-hmm. Or no, hot. No, it says hot ass. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, we definitely didn't say Thank it. the Lord. My mom oh. would never. This is going to drive me nuts. But no, so like it's, it's a sign that says like hotel something. But it just says hot ass mm. because the lights are burnt out and they haven't oh, changed no. it. Oh, no. So I'll walk That's past every time and take a picture. Like, why is this sign flirting with me? <laughs> yeah, no. We say it at, like, some Marriott. That's fine. Gosh. Yeah, we had to, we had to, we had to scam our way in there, though. Because I'm, I'm 19. You know, you're mm. not supposed to check into a hotel unless you're 21. I didn't know that. Uh, mm, well, especially in Chicago, it's like a city thing that, like, it's different. We should have stayed at Airbnb, but you have to be 21 to check in. So hope Marriott people aren't listening to this, but they're actually we definitely my had to. So speaking of Marriott, we'll just plug them Great. right now. Uh, don't know your slogan, but use the Marriott. Oh no! <laughs> oh God, yeah. So we just had to like kind of wiggle our way in there, Dang. and they're just like, "Hey, like, give your ID," and I was like. Yeah, but my mom already checked because the room was under my mom's name, and we were planning on using the Marriott app to app to use the virtual like virtual key thing. And I was like, oh, you know, like I have the the mobile key that's working for me. And they're like, that's because we didn't give it to you yet. And I was like, can we have it? Because like I was like, we were trying to like not be in contact because of COVID, like be nervous, whatever, just you know, BSing them. And they were like, oh, sorry, like, okay, uh, here's your room key. And I was like, thank you. So sometimes being a Karen can get you get you places. Shout out to Karen. Yeah, shout so, out to Karen. Well, Zoe, I think I think that'll do it. Ending it on talking about your mom, <laughs> the goat. Yeah, of course. Um, this meant a lot. This was really fun. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I really did. Just remind myself that I can talk for hours. You said you could. I was like, let's find out. No complaints. Uh, yeah. is, I love doing this. And cool. It was a pleasure to meet you. You as well. Um, until next time. It, until next time. <laughs> See you, Zoe. Yeah. Okay, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag around the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on Draft Kings, betting money on the Queens, know the LA team knew where the sparks blast. And I'm on the Trill King, putting on for the scene, it's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. 
Yeah. It's cut with the women's sports. Hold up. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta wake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta shake up. Gotta wake up. Go get your cake up. You gotta shake up. Go to class with it. Go to class with it. Broadcasting it. Broadcasting it. You know it's cut with the women's podcasting it. You know it's cut with the women's sports podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.